And the fruit of the Spirit is what? Joy, love, peace, patience, kindness, goodness. What else? Faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. I'm telling you that that way if they ask you what you learned at church, you don't just go pomegranate. Everybody's doing it, a pomegranate. <laughs> Love it. Would you? <laughs> I don't. I don't know where my clicker is, guys. So you might have to help me out. How's everybody doing? We're doing good. Okay, we're gonna go on our to our Bibles real quick. Okay, I want to make sure we 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 have time to talk about God with God. I have loved the the series that we've been doing since the beginning of the year. We've been talking about being a field and a home, a a home for God's presence. Thanks, bro to dwell in forever in a field for God's word to bear fruit. We talked about soils. We talked about building a home for God in our lives. Last week, we talked about an upgrade in position that we get as followers of Jesus, and is that we get to not just be people who experience God's power to turn over the hard soil in our hearts, to, to plant the good seed, to bear fruit, and to bear the burden, but that we get to now be co-laborers. Can you say co-laborer? I, I, I spent a while getting my Hispanic tongue to learn how to say that. Co-laborer. A co-laborer with Christ means that you are not just on the receiving end of what the Lord does, but now you are also participating with Jesus. We shared Romans 8.28, one of the most well-known verses. I love this one. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been according, who've been called according to his purpose. And we said, you know, we found ourselves saying to people, everything is going to work out. But that's not what the Bible is saying. The Bible is not saying everything's just going to be fine. The word there, God works for the good, it's synergos. Remember, and that's when God works together with people. So the, what the word is saying is, don't worry, no matter what's happening, there is an opportunity for you to work with God so that this can work itself for good. And that's different. That makes you a partner with the Lord now. At the end, closer to the end of this chapter, Paul continues talking about the love of God and how the Lord has called you in his love to this one purpose, to be called from darkness into light, to live a genuine relationship with God. I love those lyrics we sang, shake up the ground of all my tradition. We've got all kinds of traditions, all kinds of, of me, growing up Hispanic, even though my parents were my pastors, I, we still went to so many places and, and my mind became like this soup of all the tradition and, and different things I had learned. But the word tells us that we're here to be called to one purpose. And that purpose for us is to, to be in partnership with the Lord. And Romans 8, 37 says, knowing all these things, we are more than what? More than conquerors through him who loved us. If you take anything away from this morning, it's that God loves you. And in all of these things, which things? All of them, you are more than a conqueror. God hasn't made you a co-laborer because he's short-staffed or because if you don't participate, God might fail. There are churches in other countries where they try to make it seem like you need help God because if not, then what's going to happen? No, God's will is going to get done. But you have the opportunity in this life to participate with the Lord. God invites you to co-labor with him so that we can win, so that we can be more than conquerors. Anybody say amen to that? That's good. That's a good purpose. I think about the, the context of what he's saying during the Roman Empire. What he's saying in all these things, you are conquerors? Yes or no? No. You are what? 
more than conquerors. I mean, the Roman Empire had conquered everything. And Paul is saying, but you who partner with God, who, who nothing, nothing can split you from his love. You, if you walk with the Lord, if you have been called according to his purpose, if you love God, you are more than a conqueror. So I think of the conquering people of God, and I think of so many characters, but there is one that I love so much, and it's Joshua. I don't know if you've seen this. I, if you got a, anybody got an ant in here, a Christian ant, okay, at some point in your life, if it hasn't happened, it will happen for your birthday. You are going to get from an ant Joshua 1.9. It's just what happens when you're, when it's your birthday. Maybe it's just me. I grew up getting that all the time. For I have commanded you, be what? Strong and courageous for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. I mean, we see that everywhere. We see it on the fridge. We see it on t-shirts. We see it right next to the, the little piece of wood that says live, love, laugh. We see it right there too. It's a common thing to see. It's a very common verse of the Bible. But did you know it's not the first time it happens? It actually happens four times in the first chapter of Joshua and many more times before that. So we're going to look at Joshua chapter one today. We're reading the Bible together. I love doing topical messages because the Lord speaks to us, speaks to us in all kinds of ways, but it's just so freeing to be able to take a passage of scripture that the Lord has already spoken us, spoken to us with and just see what he's got to say. This is Joshua 1, verse 1. It says, After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' aid, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land that I am going, I'm about to give to them, to the Israelites. We know the story, right? The the Israelites are taking out of where? Egypt. And they are taking where? Did they get there right away? They take a bit, right? 40 years. It's been 40 years of this to the point where now these people are not the same ones that left Egypt. I don't know if you knew that. It's a brand new generation. The, 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 the Israelites sent how many spies? 12 spies to look over the land. And 10 of them said, no, those guys are tall. That's the first thing I said when I landed in the States. Those guys are tall. Nope. No, I'm a grasshopper at their feet. But two of them, Joshua and Caleb said, we got this. Why did they say we got this? Because God said so. Can you say God said so? That's awesome. I mean, they weren't saying, hey, I've been doing creatine and protein. I'm good to go. No, they said, they, they didn't even say, hey, David beat Goliath because that hadn't happened yet. They were, they said, if God said it, then it's going to happen. And so the Lord says, all of you that decided not to believe and instead camp in the sand, you can stay in the sand until the new generation is ready to take this land. And so these are the people God says, Moses is dead. Don't freak out. Because can you imagine the guy that opened the seas, the guy that did all of these things? Yeah, he's dead. Now it's your turn, Joshua, to take all these new people into the land I'm going to give you. I will give you every place where you set your foot, as I promised to Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon and from the great river, the Euphrates, all the Hittite country to the Mediterranean Sea in the West. No one who, no one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you or forsake you. God is calling Joshua 
to collaborate with him in his purpose. And God has called you as well. But God doesn't call us into purpose without a plan and a promise. God speaks to Joshua first and before telling him, get up, get up, get up. We got to go. Let's go, let's go. He tells him, listen, I know it's terrible timing, but Moses is dead. All of the OGs are not here anymore. No one really knows all the crazy things. The cloud of glory actually went back into the tabernacle. And he tells him, but I promise you I'm going to give you this land. I am going to be with you. I have a plan. I will go with you wherever you go. So get up. Let's do this. Isn't that awesome? God never just calls you to do something. He always has a purpose. He has a plan. And he has a promise. He tells him, be strong and courageous. In verse 6, it's not just in Joshua 1.9. Verse 6, he says, be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors before them. He tells them, be what? Strong and courageous. Why? Because you will lead these people. You will lead these people. The requirement to conquer, to be more than conquerors in life, y'all, is to be strong and to be courageous. I want to remind you that the Lord is not experimenting with you. He's not saying, let me see if this works with Luke. He can be kind of crazy sometimes. No, he's, he's saying, I've done this before. Trust me. But you have to be what? Help me out. Strong and courageous. Why do we have to be strong and courageous? Someone help me. If you get it right, we leave. No, good. <laughs> because it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard. You wouldn't need to be strong and courageous in God's calling over your life if it wasn't going to be hard, if it wasn't going to be scary. God is calling you to something where you're going to face obstacles. You're going to face opposition. You're going to face warfare. You're going to face adversity. You will be met with resistance. He's telling Joshua, I'm calling you to something that is not going to be easy. So be what? Strong and courageous. You'll be met with resistance and we cannot take a step back when we find adversity because the promised land is forward and not backwards. How many times do we find opposition in our lives and say, I can't do it and turn back? I, I, I mean, I, you've, you've heard me say it enough times. It just still blow my, blows my mind when I've gone through hard things. There are people, not from this church, from other churches, because I know other people. And, um, they tell me, hey, 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 listen to me, listen to me. Be strong. And I'm like, what? That never occurred to me. Of course it occurred to me. I, I understand that. So the, it, it's interesting because the word strong here is hazak. Can you say hazak? Hazak means to make strong. It's different. I feel like when a lot of people say, hey, just be strong. What do you mean just be strong? Just, just magically turn on the switch? unlock my new form no it, the word is saying make it strong make an effort can you say effort it, the word hazag meant to strengthen something to make it to temper it to to brace to make something bold there are people that say i want to partner with god but every single time i try to do something for god i hit a wall yeah it's called jericho be strong and courageous it's not going to please 
please, for the love of God, don't be the person that wants to thank God because they've never had to do something hard in their life. Because if that's the goal, then you are not going for God's calling over your life, but some other one. The Lord calls us to be what? Strong and courageous. The first place they were going to hit was Jericho, and they could see it. They knew they were going to hit some walls. And so God is already preparing them and telling them, do not, don't you take a step back because we, we have work to do. We have work to do. I, I love another conqueror in the Bible. His name is King David. And in his first Psalm, the very, this is not even the first one he wrote, but it's the one that they put first because it is a timeless principle for everything we do. Joshua was just told, you got a road ahead. You, you're going to have to be strong and courageous because there are going to be things that are going to make you sidestep in your purpose. And this is how Psalm 1 starts. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked, with the twisted, with the enemy, or stand in the way that sinners take, or sit in the company of mockers. I love that passage so much. Blessed is he who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that the sinners take or sit in the company of mockers. Are you noticing anything? It starts with somebody who begins to what? Sidestep. And then what are they doing? There's just standing. And it's not long before they're what? Sitting. All you need to do is sidestep to end up standing still and one day sitting down. The enemy wanted to sit them down. They looked beautiful in the desert where they weren't bothering anybody, but that wasn't the purpose. They looked beautiful in the desert when they were not strong or courageous because that kept them out of the land that God had promised them. You want to partner with God, you cannot sidestep. Do not change course. You will meet opposition. There will be times in this life where twisted systems and people will want you to sidestep from the purpose that God has called you. And if you sidestep, it won't be long until you're sitting, the word says, with mockers, sitting in the company of mockers. So be strong and courageous. He tells him one more time in Joshua 1, 7. He says, be strong and, but he adds something, and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left. You see, don't sidestep. He's reminding him that you may be what wherever you go. That word is so taboo in church. You don't want to say success. You don't want to say to be prosperous. But the Lord is telling him, I want you to be successful wherever you go. So don't sidestep. This is interesting though. Because if, if I were to be successful wherever I went, can't I just sidestep and be successful there? No, the Lord is saying, I want you to be successful in the path that I have laid before you, which is why at altar we can talk about being prosperous and successful because we're talking about God's plan, which will be greater than mine every time. So he tells him, be strong and what? Very courageous. Verse eight says, keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written on it in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. So this is the second time Joshua gets told this in this chapter. Be strong and what kind of courageous? Anybody sort of courageous? Uh, there's this show that, you know, it's not a Christian show. It's called The Office, whatever. We're not live streaming. 
And there's a part where Michael Scott says, I'm not superstitious, just a little stitious. <laughs> like, that's not how it works, Michael. And so it's the same thing with courage. You're like, I'm, I'm a courageous person, but just a little bit. You know what I mean? And so I've, I've learned that that's not how courage works. I tell people, I'm not scared of anything. I've gone skydiving. I like the dark. I, I, I like feeling like I'm in the bottom of the ocean by myself. We went to Capri in, in, in Italy because that's what people do to get in debt. And we went, to, we went to the middle of the Mediterranean and I said, let me just sink. I want to feel what it's like to look around me and there not be anything. And I love that feeling. Some people are terrified of that. But let there be a roach. Let there be a roach. I'm out. I mean, I am out. They say pastors can't fly, but I can do it. I can do it when I see a roach. And so I tell Gabby, I, I actually am not courageous. I, I'm, I'm selective with my braveness. I'm... I'm, I'm you can't be a little courageous. And so to say very courageous is not really telling you be courageous more than a little bit. It's, it's telling you have real courage. Can you say real courage? This is, this is important. And some versions, say, some versions say only be strong and courageous. There's so many other things we have to be. We got to be holy. We got to be loving. But, but God is telling him, yes, but this is priority right now. So it's priority that you exert a real courage, a real courage. But courage to what? To follow the word. Can you say follow the word? To follow God's word. You have a path ahead and the only way to be successful in this path is if you follow everything I've told you. Keep your feet on the ground, but your heart in his word. I loved how we ended service uh, last week because sometimes you can leave church with your head in the clouds, but that's not what God wants. God wants you to walk on this earth, to put your feet on the ground, but to not put your heart there too. Your heart has to be in his word so that as you walk in this world, you would prosper and be successful in God's plan for your life. So the second time, the second time that Joshua is told this, he's told to be strong and very courageous because following God's word requires for you to be strong. It requires for you to be courageous. Has anybody experienced that yet? Man, it is so much easier not to. It's so much less scary in this world not to follow God's word. But when you follow God's word and you're strong and very courageous, you're prosperous and successful in what you do. Let's go back to Psalm 1. This is so cool. In Psalm 1 verse 3, we're going to read the Bible backwards because that's what we like to do here. The, it, these verses end with whatever they do, what? Prospers. Whatever, who does? The person that is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yield its fruit in its season, whose leaf does not wither. They prosper in everything they do. So, but how? How do I prosper in everything I do? It says, meditate on his word day and night. Who meditates on something day and night? Who? People that think it's a chore? No, what does the word say? Whose delight is in the law of the Lord. I love reading these passages backwards because as when you read it the right way around, it ends with you'll prosper in everything you do and that's what you take home with you. But when you read it backwards, it ends with when your delight is in God's word, then these things will happen. Nobody meditates day and night on something that they don't like or you need help. See Harvey and Brittany at the end of service. But when you like something, 
when you like someone, when you like, I mean, when I met Gabby, I, I didn't eat for like a week. And if you know me, I eat a week's worth a day. And so I was just thinking about it day and night. So the Lord is saying, when you delight in my word, when your joy comes from God's word, you're able to meditate on it day and night. Some people tell me, oh, I'm trying to read the Bible in 60 days. I'm like, why? Because I just need to read the Bible more. No, the Pharisees read the Bible a lot. It's meditating on it day and night. Even if it's one verse, you have to be delighting. You have to delight in it. Because if you don't delight in God's word, how can you meditate on it day and night? And if you don't meditate on it day and night, then how could you follow what it says and be a tree planted beside streams of water who prosper in all they do? So this is a, an issue of delight. He's telling Joshua, delight yourself in my words. Because the quickest path to defeat is delight in the words of others. There are people that I've met in other countries who live their life on the promises that their leaders give them, on the promises that their family gives them, on their promises that relationships give them. God has called you to be more than a conqueror instead of delighting in the words that the conquering systems of life are trying to give you. So he tells Joshua, be strong and what kind of courageous? Very courageous to delight in God's word. Let's keep going. This is the third time. So it's not just once, twice, but three times he's being told this. Have I not commanded you, says God to Joshua, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged for the Lord your God will be with you where? Wherever you go. Wherever you go. It's law now. This is a command. This is not a suggestion by now, the Lord has told them, when you delight in my word, God's word stops being a suggestion to consider, and it starts being a command to obey. Can you say obey? Tell the person next to you, obey. I'm just kidding. Don't do that. Some people take it personal. God has said, listen, I know I told you the first time to be strong and courageous. I know I told you a second time, but this time I am commanding you to be strong and courageous. And when God gives an order, what happens? It gets done. He says, be strong and courageous. What else did he say? Do not be afraid. So much of scripture lies on this truth. Don't be afraid. The, the first thing that the angels say to, to Mary when they appear to her, what does he say? Don't be afraid. <laughs> it's full of this. It's full of do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Why though? Why? For the Lord your God will be with you. Where? Wherever you go wherever you go it's about making an effort not just being strong if it happens twice in the bible it's important but it's happened three times and it happens a fourth time we'll talk about it during the week on our, on our socials but it happened way before in deuteronomy 31 moses is speaking to the people and he tells them be strong and courageous for the lord your god will be with you wherever you go and then he tells it to joshua joshua spent his entire life hearing this over and over again and i want to tell you this is not the first and last time the god the lord is going to tell you that your sin does not make god less god your issues don't make him less god this your your sin and your past does not affect god which is why he's willing to tell you as many times as it takes 
Listen to me. Be strong and courageous. I am calling you to something bigger than yourself. Your sin, your past, your hurt, it doesn't make him less powerful. His command frees you from sin. It frees you from growing a faint. So the first reason he tells him to be strong and courageous was to do what? To partner with him. Can you say partner? To be, to be, to participate with him. The second time he tells him be strong and courageous, it's to do what? To follow his what? To follow his word, to follow God's word. And the third time he tells them to be strong and courageous is so that he won't be afraid or discouraged. But all of those things are good. But how can I do this? I remember um, when, when, when I first got a phone, my first phone here in the States was like that uh, bootleg uh, Blackberry for Metro PCS. Anybody else have it? Yeah, just the, the three of us that are in lower class. And when I discovered that phone, I discovered that I could call my dad during school hours and tell him to pick me up because my what? My stomach hurt. Oh, somebody said it too. That's your, right? Isn't that the thing? That's so weird. Why, is, why not the, like the ear or something like that? It's got to be the stomach because it's the one thing that dads relate to. I think that's why. So I would tell my dad, my stomach hurts. It wasn't hurting. I just didn't want to be there. And he would always tell me, you don't know what that means. Uh, it means, have you put your back into it? And I know that's weird talking about my stomach hurting, but that's not what it means. He's not trying to help me make it hurt less. He's just trying to tell me, have you made an effort? That's what he would always tell me. He said, I can pick you up. I can, I can leave work and make no money today and go pick you up because I love you. And you're worth to me more than I can make at the church. They weren't paying him yet anyway, so it didn't matter. But he said, but have you made an effort? I was like, yes, I've tried everything. Are you sure? So this is the best you can do. No, it's not. No, it's not. He said, but if it really is hurting, I'll be, I'll be there as soon as you need me to. If my dad was a good dad, God is even better. The Lord is not telling you, just muscle through it. That's not what God is saying. God is saying, have you been strong and courageous? Have you, have you tried your best? It's going to be hard. And when it gets hard, I'll be there. I'll be there wherever you need me to. This is the reason of God's command for your life. The Lord is with you wherever you go. Anywhere. Anybody receive that today? So don't walk away today saying, I need to be stronger. No, that's not what God is saying. He's saying, make yourself strong in who God is. Be brave in who God is because he's going to be with you wherever you go. Following God's word is not going to be easy. People are going to make you want to fold up. Culture is going to make you want to change. Your friends are going to make you want to be different. Society and work is going to make you want to take a shortcut and sidestep. But all you need to do is take one step to the right to end up standing still and then sitting on your butt. God is not saying, you got this. He's saying, I got this and I got you. I'll be with you wherever you go. If you're facing a hard season today, I want to tell you that God has called you to be more than a conqueror. Your life is more than just conquering this thing you're facing because it's not going to be the only one. These circumstances are just in the way of God's calling for your life, but it's not going to be easy. But we can do this 
together. And that's what number four is. So stay tuned during the week because it ties it in beautifully. You're not in this alone. God is with you, but we're with you too. And I know you're with me. We're walking this together. Thank you for listening to today's sermon. If you're listening from Tampa and would like to be part of the familia, you can plan your visit on our website at altertampa.org. If you're listening from elsewhere, we would still love to pray for you. Visit altertampa.org slash pray for me to send us your prayer request.